Welcome to the Script Bits Podcast for Sunday, March 12, 2023. Our bit today comes from Matthew 10, verse 31, which says, Fear ye not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. Well, friends, we've gone and done the dastardly deed again. And what's that, you ask? We've set the clock one hour ahead in the daylight saving time routine. Why we keep on doing it, I just don't know. Because very few people seem to like it and its negative repercussions outweigh whatever unknown advantages it might have. And a lot of places, even right here in Canada, don't do it and they get along just fine. So why we have to go through the drudgery, lack of sleep, anxiety, and lateness caused by this unnecessary procedure is a bafflement to me. But what do I know about these weighty affairs of state? And how much pull do I have it? Not much. So I've just got to accept it and say, the Lord be praised and get in line. But I do know someone that knows a whole lot about everything and won't ever let me down or lead me astray. That's Jesus. So because of his wisdom and faithfulness, I can put my sincere trust and faith in him. And the song we are going to sing this morning as we gather in the sanctuary to give him praise and worship with thanksgiving, it exam sorry, it exemplifies his wisdom, faithfulness, and love to the nth degree. And it's appropriately titled, His Eye is on the Sparrow. One commentary says this of the song, Throughout life, we may feel discouraged and down, but always remember that he is by our side and watches over us through it all. Just like the lyrics of his eyes on the sparrow, remember that he is with us in all that we do. And when you hear how this popular hymn came to be written, your heart will be touched. Do not be troubled because we know, yes, we have the King of Kings on our side. And is that ever the indisputable truth, my people? But before we sing it, let's hear how it came to be. Nah? Apparently, the marvelous lyrics were born out of a springtime visit in 1905 by lyricist Sevilla D. Martin and her husband to a couple named Mr. and Mrs. Doolittle, whom they had befriended in Elmira, New York. And apparently, the couple were true saints of God, for Mrs. Doolittle had been bedridden for nearly 20 years, while her husband was an incurable cripple who got around in his business matters by means of a wheelchair. Now, despite their serious afflictions, they appeared to live happy lives, giving inspiration and comfort to all who knew them. And on this particular day, while the Martins were visiting, Mr. Martin commented on their bright hopefulness and asked their secret. <laughs> Would you believe? Mrs. Doolittle simply replied, his eye is on the sparrow and I know he watches me. Whoa! 
the hymn was born out of that simple but also moving experience with the music later added by composer Charles H. Gabriel. So now, having learned how the song came to be, let's raise our voices in sweet sacrificial praise in a soulful, heartfelt, mid-tempo version. And we begin with the chorus because that seems to stir us up more than when we begin with the first verse. Yes, singing with the refrain, I sing because I'm happy, I sing because I'm free, for his eyes on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. And then the verse says, why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart be lonely and long for heaven and home? When Jesus is my portion, my constant friend is he, his eyes on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. His eyes on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. And we go through the chorus there one more time again and come to this verse. Let not your heart be troubled, his tender word I hear, and resting on his goodness, I lose my doubts and fears. Though by the path he leadeth, but one step I may see, his eyes on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. His eyes on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. Then the chorus one more time. We come to this last verse. Whenever I am tempted, whenever clouds arise, when songs give place to sighing, when hope within me dies, I draw the closer to him. From care he sets me free. His eyes on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. His eyes on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. And then we go through the chorus. So I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. For his eyes on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. Yes, his eyes on the sparrow. And I know he watches me. <laughs> wow, my brethren. Isn't that magnificent? As well as encouraging, reassuring, and comforting. It's ever so good to know that our Heavenly Father watches over us like a hawk or like an eagle does his young ones. Rather, her young ones. And it's not me who says that, no? but Jesus, who should know what he's talking about. Listen to how he wove it into his passage on worry in the Sermon on the Mount. He said to the crowd, Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? And that comes from Matthew 10, 26. And we would certainly think that we are better than sparrows. Then later on, when Jesus warned the disciples about not fearing those who could kill the body, but not the soul, but to fear God who could kill both, and you can find that in Matthew 10, 28, he specified, are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? That's a copper coin. And one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father. But the very hairs of your head are numbered. Fear ye not therefore, 
ye are of more value than many sparrows. And we know that comes from Matthew 10, 29 to 31. Now, friends, if that doesn't encourage us greatly, I don't know what will now. But anyway, let's try this other script here from before Jesus' time here on earth. This from Psalm 38, where David's words on the blessedness of confession and forgiveness, which lead to divine instruction. He says, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. But be not as the horse or as the mule, which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held with bit and bridle, lest they come near unto thee. And that comes from Psalm 32, verses 8 to 9. Yes, friends, that's just another of the many instances in the word of God where we find his great faithfulness towards us. His adopted children, the only creation made in his image, whom he predestinated to become as righteous and perfect as his firstborn son, Jesus Christ. Wow! That ought to give us great reassurance and confidence today as we journey out into the evil world this coming week to do his earthly work. Much love. And the postscript for today says, why worry when the creator of the universe is looking out for us? And that's a very good question, my people. Why worry when God who created everything and still controls everything is looking out for us, his most precious creation? There is no need to do that once we accept Jesus, Jesus Christ, as Lord and Savior of our lives. So please, let's get with it today now. Get to Jesus and start living sincerely for him. And we pray that in his mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.